AM on Love FM 104.5 Crowther Radio, Abuja, and the unbeatable team of analysts as well as very informed listeners to add your voices on issues of governance. The podium program that makes your day every weekday on this dial. It's always a bear. A very pleasant morning to you, Abuja. Wherever you're turning from, you're into your multiple wilderness station. Love 104.5 here on the hills of Mpape in the nation's capital. Today is Friday, the 26th day in the month of uh, in the month of May 2023. My name is Peniel Peniel Diola. Today being Friday is NIA Post Day where we discuss Nigeria in numbers and in figures. Uh, before we go on with our discussion this morning to bring to our notice, today is 26th and then tomorrow 27th is our Children's Day. And um, we'll be showcasing a lot tomorrow through the children. Through the children um, tomorrow, there will be debate competition, there will be quiz competition. We'll be having spelling bee, um, newscasting and lots more tomorrow uh, the gate fee for children is two thousand naira while that of adult is just a thousand naira uh, don't um, deny your children this opportunity it's um another way of learning you see learning is not just around the four walls of the school you know the knowledge you get in life actually comes more from the experiences you share by meeting people yeah so this is a lifetime exposure that you need to give or avail your child tomorrow is the date the time um is 12 p.m tomorrow so be here tomorrow with your children be here tomorrow with your children don't deny them this opportunity Let's have fun together. All right. Well, today is an oil pools, and um, we already know what's on ground. On Monday, there will be a change of God, a transition from one government to another. Well, under the same party, anyways, but um, different people altogether. If the incoming administration will retain some of the people we are used to now 
we're not aware uh, because we've not seen his list until that happens. But one thing we know for sure is that um, by Monday, you know, there will be a transition that will take place. One will exit while one will come in. So everyone has been hammering on governance, 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 and governance. One thing many complained about this administration, I mean, um, poor governance. How well did they relate with the masses? What were their feedback mechanism? Did they utilize their feedback mechanism or did they blow up the cable connecting them to their feedback mechanism? Well, like I said this morning, it's an oil pause day and we're looking at um, challenges of democracy and good governance. No doubt, our democracy has been through a lot. We have evolved. We have evolved over time since 1999 up up till now. We are still evolving. We have seen the pattern with which, um, um, in which we have played our politics, in which we have practiced our democracy. Well, for some people, it hasn't been that rosy talking about Nigerians and for some people they have enjoyed it and they will say yeah yeah and for some will say no 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 we think we're not ripe they think they're not ripe for democracy well that's different opinion opined by different people but then as we progress and as we evolve in our democratic setting we also believe that um perhaps one day we'll get it all right but this morning in the studio I have George with me from NRI Polls. Good, Good morning, morning to you. Good morning, Daniel. I'm great to be here. Happy New Year. Same to you and uh, happy uh, since the year there's been... You, you look surprised uh, yeah, that we've not seen since... Um, nearly going on six months now. The last time we spoke or we saw was in December. I think so. Yes. Yes. And I'm um, happy Democracy Day. Happy Transition Day. In advance. In advance, yes. Happy okay. transition day or happy inauguration day to uh, everyone. Yeah, go ahead, please. Okay, so, um, like you just uh, said, we are looking at the challenges of good governance uh, from these polls, uh, the findings of these polls. Let me just add that uh, these, these, find, these findings are for Nigeria, but the poll is not strictly just about Nigeria. The poll was uh, conducted by Afrobarometer. Okay. It's a Pan-African organization. It's non-partisan and it's a research, it's a survey network that provides reliable data on African experiences and it evaluates democracy, it evaluates governance, it evaluates uh, quality of life and the, this poll was done across several African countries. Nigeria just happens to be one of them. Okay. And the results that we are presenting here today are specifically for Nigeria. So the uh, poll asked five main questions about democracy, about elections. The first question was to gauge support for democracy. And of course, a lot of people, uh, that answer would seem uh, predictable. 70% said democracy is preferable. 19% uh, said non-democratic government uh, can be preferable. And for the rest of the proportion of respondents, it just didn't matter. Of course, that uh, take, 
uh, bring some the biscuit that democracy is preferable however uh, you look at it now the second question was about the extent of democracy the options were that uh, uh, the country this is this is to gauge how people feel about the extent of democracy in Nigeria so is it a full democracy is it a democracy with major problems or is it a country is the country not a democracy at all we found uh, in this poll that um, 34% of respondents feel that it is a full democracy. Sorry, 50% feel it's a full democracy, 34% feel it's a democracy with major problems, and only 13% feel that it's not a democracy. Now, to contrast this, this same question has been put to Africans and Nigerians in previous years. It was done in 2017, it was done in 2020, and uh, the figures have changed over time, showing a trend. In 2017, 51% felt that, that the country was a full democracy with minor problems. By 2020, that figure rose to 57%, and by 2022, last year, when it was, this question was put again to respondents, the, it had fallen to 50%. Now, I guess this shows bears uh, out the trend in uh, political happenings around the country and around Africa as well. It's bearing out in the trends that we've seen between 2017 and 2022 in the run-up to the uh, elections in 2023 in Nigeria. Now, a third question was about satisfaction with democracy. How satisfied overall are you with the way democracy works in Nigeria? That was the question for respondents. Now, there are two sides to this. Uh, there are those who feel satisfied and those who are not satisfied at all. Uh, the, from this survey, we find that 77% 7 are not satisfied. Whereas, that figure, going back down the years, has kept increasing. That profession has been increasing. So, this same question about satisfaction with democracy was put across to respondents in 2017 and again in 2020 and again in 2022 in the run up to uh, Nigeria's elections. By 2017, the proportion of people who were not satisfied was 57%. By 2020, it rose to 62%. And by last year, in the run up to 2023 elections, it rose to 77%. Now, on the flip side, those who are satisfied has been, uh, the proportion of those who are satisfied with election, with uh, democracy, has been reducing through these years. By 2017, it was, they were, they made up for 42%. By 2020, there were, it, it fell again to 36%. And in the run up to last year, uh, to this year's election last year, it was just 21%. And then a further question was about popular support for election. Now, the question is, is that um, the two statements were put out. One, that uh, we should choose our leaders in this country through regular, open and honest elections. The second was that since elections, since elections sometimes uh, reduce, produce bad results, we should adopt other methods for choosing the country's leaders. Do you agree or not agree? Of course, the vast majority, 71% said that they would prefer that leaders be chosen through elections. That 71% uh, 
is in fact the lowest it's been in the last since 2017 because that same question was put out uh, has been put out twice before now in 2017 the proportion of people who said that elections should be the way of choosing leaders was 72 percent by 2020 it had risen to 75 percent and unfortunately by last year as nigeria prepared for its uh, elections and transition it fell just slightly to 71 percent all right um thank you very much for that um analysis well, this morning we'll be connecting to our guests via phone due to what um, is going on the preparation going on against um monday a whole lot is being put in place at the moment um some places are being cordoned at the moment to for security reasons and all that i guess um that's one of the reasons why our guest um, wasn't able to studio this morning but um we thank god for technology so we'll be connecting virtually with our guests our guest this morning um is one man i have great respect for at your time the uncommon voice of the masses we'll be speaking with him on this issue this morning hello good morning to you at your time a very good morning to you um Brother Peniel, I prefer to call it that way this morning. And good morning to our entire love family. I'm glad to be with you. Uh, actually, I don't know why you have to you chose to call me Brother Peniel this morning. <laughs> don't <laughs> worry. In no distant time, you will know. <laughs> but for whatever reason it is, it's okay. But uh, I think let me stick with Peniel, Peniel Diola this morning. <laughs> that is fine. That's all right. Actually, welcome to the podium. It's always my pleasure. Uh, we're preparing for um, a transition on Monday. Yeah, yes. And um, the yearning of many Nigerians is um, our leaders providing us with the true dividends of democracy. And today we're looking at the challenges of democracy and good governance. How far do you think we have fared as a country? Well, um, we had made tremendous progress in the uh, democratic transition. Not until 2023, the last election we had, really didn't tell well of how far progressively we have come democratically. Um, so far, I don't think we've really fared well. Between 1999, sorry, 1999, 1999, 1999 mm. up until 2019, we saw progressive um, improvement in the electoral system. But 2023 left much to be desired. Okay, um, if you look at the polls that we have this morning... Yeah some areas are really disturbing disturbing in the sense that um talking about satisfaction with democracy are nigerians truly satisfied with the kind of democracy that we're practicing and we led me wondering are nigerians satisfied with our current trend of democracy well let me say this 
build up to 2023 election, February 25th, we saw a whole gamut of people who resemble people who were satisfied with the process, who believed in the process. The way the turnout was, the aspirations in Nigerians showed that they believe in it. I don't think we have ever had any turnout apart from the June um, 93 election than what we had on that day. Unfortunately, the result left much to be desired. Whether it was right or wrong, the courts will tell us. But unfortunately, I think Nigerians are really disappointed. Disappointed not because the result went one way or the other. We're disappointed because the set rules as acclaimed and proclaimed by the umpire seem not to have been followed. And you see, you, I, I, I don't know if you have ever been in a contest, Daniel, where rules have been set, only for you to get into the hall to write the exam, the umpire decides to change the rules in the, mid, in the middle of the game. I don't know how you will feel. That's the way I think Nigerians are feeling right now. That gives rise to those kind of numbers you're getting. Uh, Ezra, if you look at for every democratic setting, the designed way to decide who a, how a leader emerges is through elections. Yeah. In 1993, that many have adjudged as the best election Nigeria has ever had, we had two prominent political parties, NRC and SDP. And we right. saw how that contest or how that exercise went. Nigerians tripped out a mass. And um, regardless of, you know, religious inclination, there was a Kingibe and um, Abiola from one religion. Nigerians cared less about it. But they made up their mind that this is the person we want. And so it was as a den. And nobody at any point raised any, you know, alarm saying we cannot, Nigeria is a secular state, therefore we cannot do um, a same religion for both the president and his vice. And then it didn't work that way because um, that election was annulled. In 1999, many said, okay, we're just um, transiting from a military rule to democracy, so we really didn't pay much attention to how the president emerged in 1999. Everybody just wanted a shift from the military, you know, attitude towards Nigerians to a more freest um, society where people could have freedom of movement, freedom of speech, and all of that. Uh, but then in 2003, 2007, as our eyes started opening and political parties started emerging, then we started hearing languages that for some people were anti-democracy. Languages like um, this election is a do-or-die affair. And um, we saw how it all panned out, where uh, President Musa Yeradua came out to say, look, I admit that the process that brought me into power was fraudulent, but then I'm ready to make amends. So if you look at all of these stages, we had one hiccup or the other. In 2019, yes, 2019, 2015, uh, where there were predictions that Nigeria would split, there will never be a country called Nigeria anymore. Um, that phone call alone 
eased of that tension. And everybody say Husa because they went to the polls saying we're tired of this particular political party. So to some extent, we can align ourselves with the outcome of that election that took place in 2015. Um, being that um, Nigerians said we're tired of the PDP, can we try some other political party and see what they have in the offering to give to Nigerians? Now we saw what the APC had for Nigerians. And in 2019, you know, there were mixed feelings. Contradictions came up. Who won and who didn't win? Until INEC said there was no server. And that's, you know, made Nigerians to lose more, you know, confidence in INEC. But then 2023, suddenly there was a change in the narrative. So with all this explanation I've given, the efficacy of our elections, have they really translated into what a true election should be? Going by our history since 1999 till date. Uh, Democracy as a word connotes freedom. Freedom to contest and freedom to vote. Any attempt for you to restrict or constrict this freedom means you are challenging the very essence of democracy. Now, if you recall, 1993 election mm. has some element of democracy in it. The elements were freedom. Religion was not a consideration. Mm. Party was not a consideration. Um, ethnicity was not a consideration. Neither was that religion was why, a consideration. Yes, that was why the election went that way. So when we started coming out to 1999... We brought in some parochial, devilish, demonic indices like zoning. We brought in religious consideration, ethnic consideration. These are restrictive measures which are anti-democracy. And what, when you introduce these anti-democratic forces in a democracy, I beg to differ if you are still practicing democracy. That is the reason why you see the dissatisfaction of Nigerians along the whole election we have had from 1999 up to 2023. Nigerians feel if you must practice, there is no half measure for democracy. If you must practice democracy, it must be true and true what it is and should be. All these indices of um, zoning. Zoning will respect people. Zoning has never been known to produce the best. No. Let people come out and feel free to contest their election, irrespective of where they come from. Secondly, religion. There should be nothing like religious consideration. Nigeria is a secular state. On the basis of that, people should come out. You see, the problem is that our leaders, political leaders, have done so much to separate us than to unite us. And I think they strive more when we are united. And those who are journalists have not helped the matter in any way. We have fueled some of these indices. Like I've said it before, if I am reporting a news item, if it has ethnic or religious consideration, I will not report it. Because I do not want to promote any of this agenda anymore. You are a Nigerian, and so be it. So I think that 
because of these devilish demonic indices we have introduced to constrict and restrict people from exercising their democratic rights, democracy has not flourished in Nigeria the way it should have been. But then, Etra, some might argue or want to differ with you that um, the idea of zoning actually came as a result of balance, where all regions will feel carried along and not being excluded from the system and the process. Hence, the idea of zoning emerged. Uh, Daniel, yes. listen to this. People cry out of marginalization because of bad governance. Marginalization is not a problem. It's a symptom of bad governance. Because when there is bad governance, people, some people are not recognized. Some people are not measured. Some people are not taking interest in. People begin to cry out. I will give you a typical example. The United States of America has been governed by about less than 50 presidents in the history of America. Mm. Two of such presidents have been father and son in a population that is over 300 people, 300 million people. And they never saw anything wrong with it. But, 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 but you know, Etra, if I bought in here a bit, um, the same thing the U.S. complained about. They complained about color differentiation. And that was what brought about, you know, to some extent, the margins of the likes of Barack Obama. No, where, no, 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 no. Many of them, where many people, especially those they call people of different color, you know, no, came no, out no. to rally around him. Yes, came out to rally around him and to say, look, I think it's time to give to give a shot to one of our own. No, 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 no. went on. That was not the consideration. If that was the consideration, Jesse Jackson had been contesting the presidency of America. That was not the consideration. Obama's, the consideration of American in Obama's election was competence. He was the best candidate and he won. Jesse Jackson contested with George Bush and other people. They have contested this election. Black people have never won. So color was not the consideration. But for a Barack Obama, he had a lot of support from the people of different and their color, not just within and, America, and, also outside America, where they say, yes, I think it's time that, um, you know, prophecy made by um, Martin Luther um, King, where he said, I, one day, one day, one day will not be joined by the color of our skin. At that point, they said, this is time to fulfill that prophecy. So I think it's yes. time. They still made that statement that it's time to fulfill that prophecy. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, let me tell you, color wasn't a major consideration. But it was now, still part the, of it. Between John McCain yes. and Barack Obama, yes. you and I knew that Obama was a better candidate. Well, I'm not an American, so I, I can't judge for them. You can assess from a distance, and you will assess with me that, yes, but all I'm but trying to say, all I'm trying to say is, oh, man, this is what I'm going to Etra. All I'm trying to say is, all over the world, people still feel when you are not included in the system, whether an advanced democracy or less advanced democracy, people still have these little feelings 
of inclusion. If you don't include me, I feel a little bit marginalized and I feel not part of the government. No, no, no the, truth, the truth about it is that it is a symptom of bad governance that give rise to some of this query. Okay. If an American president decides to respect the rights of black and white equally, Mm. If you are an American, you are an American. It doesn't matter whether you are black or white. Respect will be accorded to you. We won't have all of these indices. Back to our Nigerian scenario. Mm. Now, if some tribes that are minor are recognized, you have an injury in some of those tribes. The government of the center takes it as an injury to the entire nation. Respect the people. Provide for the people in as much as you provide for the people with the larger population. The country with the larger population. We won't have all of this. I would beg to say that the people of Niger Delta would have preferred to have a very competent president who does and respects every Nigerian for who he is, provide security for every Nigerian, provide jobs for our teaming youths, ensure that our hospitals are well equipped, our educational policy is enhanced than having one of their own be a president and messing up. Now, now actually, let, let's, let's look at Africa generally. Um, if you look at transition of Africa from monarchical system of government, military dictatorship, to democracy some have argued that uh, we have not truly embraced democracy in its entirety is that the reason why we're going through this take an instance um look at egypt what has happened in north africans um some of our african countries where they went through um you know true military dictatorship they are yet to they are yet to see that, you know, spirit of democracy permeate through the veins and arteries of Africans generally. So, do we have issue with democracy as a continent? Okay. I think the concept of democracy is long overdue review. It is high time we sit back as a people of the world to review the concept of democracy and its definition. Because democracy has been defined as the government of the people, for the people, and by the people. But what democracy did not define is who are the people. And that is why it leaves nations... Is it, is it, in, the African, is it in the African context... Oh. No, no, I'm coming. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have the answer to it. Okay. That is why countries with peculiarities have decided to define who these people are. To some countries, the people are just the cabals that are responsible for pushing a leader onto power. So when you push into onto power, you owe them respect, you owe them recognition, you owe them dividends, and you don't care about the vast majority of the people. That is the case of Africa and African leaders. So we need to go back and redefine this concept of democracy and truly define who the people as defined in democracy are. Secondly, there should also be a review of what we practice today. Is it democracy or what some philosophers call demagogy? Some philosophers have said that what we practice as democracy is called demagogy. 
Where in Africa that the illiteracy level is very high, you hand over a ballot paper to someone who knows nothing about it. And then you divide the person's mind along religious and ethnic lines. So he doesn't care about competence because he doesn't understand what competence is. He goes, in ahead, goes ahead to vote. That is demagogy and not democracy. Democracy is a ballot paper in the hands of somebody who is enlightened and knows the objective of that ballot paper. And also give an instance. If you produce a candy seller, a biscuit seller, mm. a provincial seller, and a surgeon to contest an election, let both of them display their tools of work. You can be rest assured that the vast majority of Africans will vote for the candy seller rather than the surgeon with all his tools that will give life. Unknown to them that the candy seller will cause you illness, the surgeon will restore you to life. So when these people are allowed to vote, they vote for the candy seller because they know nothing about the ballot. So what we practice is demagogy and not democracy. You know, I ask this question, if you still travel around the world, yeah. Um, even the United States of America, if you look at the background of the Bush family, yeah. they have a military background. Yes. And we saw how much that family was accused of being high-handed in dealing with certain issues, especially the Afghanistan issue, uh, which yes. led to Barack Obama asking for a probe into you know the decisions the decisions that were made so if you still caught this idea across the world uh, seems like once there is or there was a uniform before transition to either agbada or suit or whatever it is the culture of that place recognizes um you don't still take away that stifling of the masses from the leaders though they say they are practicing democracy yeah um then see from this perspective whatever a man does in his adulthood characterize what he is and will be eventually you don't respect george bush senior who has served in the military to come back and be a full-blown civilian that is literally impossible so when the people are taking a decision, that's why you come back to where the decision is. When the people are taking a decision, if we truly are practicing democracy mm. and the people are aware of what they intend to do, they will know that this man has spent a major part of his life in the military. He will be governing as a military man, not as a democrat, not as a civilian, even though he was without uniform. But because we produce an electoral system or an election system where ballots are given to people who have no value for it do not know how to even ascertain who they actually want they end up voting along sentiment line and at the end of the day they produce the kind of leader they get so to your question i think that whoever is coming out to contest election what should be done before the practice of democracy is to enhance the education in the minds of the people who are to vote let them know actually why are you being given a ballot in nigeria as far as i know i have not seen any voters education anywhere that tries to tell the people what really this ballot is all about other than vote and vote vote on print on a party that is what we all hear nobody tells them the value how much time and resources does the government spend educating the people 
on the issue of the ballot and the value of the ballot. We have children who go to school from primary school to university level. There is no cost to educate children on all of this. And yet they will become 18 and come out to vote. So you are ending up encouraging demagogy and not democracy. All right. Actually, before I let you go, on Monday, we'll be transiting. And if you look at um, our precedents since 1999, we started with a former military head of state in the person of President Olushagun Obasanjo. And um, his languages were not as far as democracy is concerned, we're not democratically inclined. Where you hear this election is a do-or-die affair. What happened in Udi? What happened in Zakibia? Right. And then we moved to uh, Musa Yaradua. God rest his soul. He didn't last long on that seat. He died while in power. But then, you see, his tone was different. He said, I know that the process, he admitted, the process that brought me to power was fraudulent, but I am willing to make amends if Nigerians will allow him, right? And um, from Musa Yaradua, we had uh, President Goodluck Jonathan, who said that his political ambition was not and should not take the place of the life of any Nigerian. And we saw how that played out. But then we moved from a Jonathan to a President Muhammad Buhari, who during the election said, anybody that, you know, decide to cut away with our ballot box, military, I am giving you an order, shoot aside. That also didn't go down well with many Nigerians. That sounds too dictatorial for them. Now we're moving from a Buhari to a man who has no military background are we going to see a better system where opinions will not be stifled like this administration have been accused of you make certain statements you know people come after you and they could hold you and you know ask you don't say that again but in the coming administration are we seeing a uh, a more free environment for Nigerians to express themselves, a more free society where Nigerians can move freely from one end to another, not being defined by region, religion, or what have you. Two things in one. To start with, language of the contestant, and the language is directed at the electorate. Let us pardon the military attitude of Obasanjo because he comes from a military constituency. He won election. In his military language, he won election. We come back to Good Lord Jonathan. Let's fast forward to 2015. Good Lord Jonathan spoke like a Democrat, right? Yes, many people. Muhammad Buhari did not speak like a Democrat. I can guarantee you because that was not democratic language. Who won election? Which of the elections? 2015. Of course, the current president. The current president won the election. Would you, would you rather say that the people who voted were Democrats? After listening to the democratic language of both parties and choose to vote an own democratic language, are you going to tell me now confident that those who voted were Democrats? 
that goes to confirm to you what I just said earlier. Ballot papers in the hands of people who know not the value of the ballots they are having. Now, sorry, what, what, what was the question again? I said, now we're having a man who has no... Oh, oh fine, 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 fine. I, I, get, I get it there. Now, 2023, various language were used. All democratic language. If I recall very, very clearly, the president-elect said something that I think because we did not raise, rise up and condemn it, it was just taken with a pinch of salt. He said power was not to be served a la carte. You grab it. You snatch it. You run away with it. That was an undemocratic language. And eventually he won election. Right? Yes, he did. How he will govern, only time will tell. I do not want to discourage Nigerians. The only thing I will urge Nigerians to do is to give him all the necessary support. Like I have always said, my criticism for President Muhammad Buhari was not born out of hatred of an individual called Muhammad Buhari. It was born out of my interest to see a good Nigerian, of which, a good Nigeria of which he is part of, and that if he succeeds, Nigerians have succeeded. If he fails, Nigerians will fail. So my criticism for the incoming president is not born out of my likes or dislike for his individuality, but it's rather in the interest of the nation. So Nigerians should support him that if he succeeds, we all will enjoy. But if he fails, we will all suffer. So he desires and we should support him. Okay, thank you very much, Etro, for your time today. You've really done well. I appreciate you, my brother. Just keep the faith on. Thank you. And once again, happy transition day in advance. Happy Bola Tinembu's Day to all. Etro, well. Okay, well, um, that's Etro Tom, the uncommon voice of the masses. Uh, let's go pay some bills. 104.5. Okay, in case you're just tuning in, it's still the podium, our current first flagship program on your much award-winning station, Love 104.5. Have been um, a lengthy discussion this morning uh, with Ezra Tom, the uncommon voice of the masses, on democracy, Nigeria, practicing democracy. Uh, let's see if we can just give a slot for a phone call. Africa and Nigeria as a whole, what indeed is our problem? What is the challenge of democracy in our country? And um, as we have a new president on on Monday, what should we expect from him? <coughs> Hello, good morning. Good morning, Colonel. Good morning to you, please. My name is Adadot and I'm calling from Jabe. All right. You'll be my only caller for today. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'll listen to HL. He has spoken so well. And you now ask a question. Africa and Nigeria as a whole, what is our problem? Our problem, I will say number one, the main problem is weak institutions. Weak institutions. There's no institution. They make sure each time a leader comes in, 
they make sure that the person for them to do is to dismantle. Just like this one had a teacher now, we don't have our institution are no longer function. Which one? None of them is independent. None of them. And it doesn't make it getting any better. And he was asking like brother HSO. He said that he was I was saying to 2015 uh, election. He said, Demo spoke, as Bullock spoke, my my vision does not want the blood of any Nigeria. And the other one said, Babu uh, are blood, or anybody that do this, uh, should, uh, should put aside. They now ask you that the, uh, the language of Bullock uh, was the language of a Democrat. And the language of Mama Bari was not the language of a Democrat. But at the end of the day, who won? A Democrat won. Then you now said, well, who voted? And I'm here to ask, give him an answer to that. Democrats voted. But the papers announced their results. Because if you ask me 2015, uh, 20, 2019 election, I can beat my chest that it's not what we did that day. Just look at 2020 election again. Election, even a blind man knew that Nigerians, we did it. And we can beat our chest and say that we did it all within our possible strength and reach to change the status quo. But the, the, the cabals and the dictators did not allow us. Right, I just have to let you go now. Thank you Thank for you. calling. Uh, we are out of time. Jody, your last word before we leave the studio. So I'll just leave with uh, the last question that was asked in the survey, uh, which says, which looked at the efficacy of elections, just like your last caller had just spoken. Uh, the the question was that uh, was about uh, whether elections ensure that voters' views are reflected or not. Unfortunately, <coughs> uh, seventy percent said not at all the elections and uh, the results that came out of them did not ensure that voter views are reflected oh, well whatever be the case the elections are over now we have our destinies in our hand to deal with and by monday a new president will be sworn in Another life begins for us. It's time to do the needful. God bless you all. It's bye-bye from me for now.